What's up, fam? This is Jay from Push Black with our newest podcast, Building Black Dollars. Be sure to subscribe to Building Black Dollars and catch new episodes each week. Find us on Google, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. All right, let's get to the show. Hey, good people. I'm Dr. Boyce Watkins. And I'm Jay from Push Black. Welcome to Building Black Dollars, the show where we give you the practical tools to take charge of your finances and build black economic freedom. This week, we're talking about employees versus entrepreneurs. So, Dr. Watkins, when you hear that phrase, when you hear that thought, employees and entrepreneurs, what does that make you think? Well, there's a power dynamic, and it's one that we've known for a very long time. It's one that we as Black people have a unique perspective on because about 98% of us as Black people are employees for other people in other communities. And, And this goes all the way back to slavery. There's no shame in being an employee. There's no shame in doing the hard work because we know that the employees and the laborers are the people that built this country and made America into what it is today. The challenge with that, though, is that being Black and being an employee it comes with a lot of stress, a lot of challenges, a lot of economic stress because workers' wages haven't been rising for the last 50 years. There is a lot of unchecked racism on the job. And it's something that a lot of us complain about, but a lot of us assume that this is just part of being black. And uh, I, I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah, that's real. I think we have gotten to this sort of um, mindset that's been passed down that you got to hate your job. You got to go to your job and just get through it. And um, it's what you have to do. And I think that folks are starting to see things a little differently these days. And I think that's the reason for this uh, question from one of our subscribers. Uh, He wrote in, says, hey, Push Black, I'm considering starting my own business, but I'm a father and a husband. Starting a business feels irresponsible and my job pays well. What are the pros and cons to staying at my job or starting a business? Let's first break down why he's even in that position. Um, What are your thoughts on his circumstance in general? A lot of people go through this. They want to be entrepreneurs, but don't quite know exactly how to make that transition. There are a few different hurdles that you have to overcome. The, The obvious is the financial hurdle. Starting a business, it does sometimes require some capital, and uh, capital is not as readily available in our community as it is in other communities. Then there's another hurdle. The other hurdle is psychological. I found that when I was trying to quit my job and become an entrepreneur, I didn't realize how I had been uh, raised with a mindset of, of economic dependency to the point where I could not even imagine a world where I actually worked for myself, owned my own time, owned my own labor paid my own bills without having a boss doing that for me. Uh, The third hurdle is one uh, that is social. Not many people talk about this, but this is what I refer to as uh, bad economic soil. If you notice, in a lot of communities where lots of families become entrepreneurs, it's a cultural thing. They were raised a certain way. Uh, You just grow up, you work in the family business, that's what you do for life. So for a lot of our families, we have a different kind of culture where you're talking about getting a job from the time you're six years old. Uh, I remember older people in my family talking about, I'm going to work, I'm tired, I I can't stand my ball side, I'm trying to get a different job. And then what happens is that when you are the person in your family who says, you know, I I think I don't want to have a job, I want to do something different, you don't always get the support that you need. You don't always get the emotional support uh, because being an entrepreneur is very risky. Emotional support is very important. 
the person who posed the question used an interesting phrase. They said, starting a business feels irresponsible because they're a father and a husband. We'd be lying if we pretended that being an entrepreneur was as, um, if it felt as financially safe as getting that steady paycheck. I'll tell you, I, I went through that as well in my early 30s. I specifically didn't envision myself getting married because I said, you know, I'm going through this economic hell trying to build a business. I don't want to drag anybody else through that. And also, I don't want them dragging me. Like the new edition song, Tell Me Baby, Can You Stand the Rain? Uh, the, when you're an entrepreneur, it, it rains a lot. You know? And so, um, so, I, so I'd say for those who have supportive spouses, that's a leg up. That's an asset for you. And I think preparing them psychologically for that volatility uh, is extremely important. I wouldn't necessarily say it could be seen as irresponsible, though, to uh, go and pursue your dream to take chances. And also, there's a difference between uh, sloppy risk and calculated risk. For example, you know, when I talked to my students in the Black Wealth Bootcamp, which was specifically designed for people trying to make that transition from entrepreneur to entrepreneur, I talked to them about thinking ahead as far as you can, making sure you plan uh, in advance communicating with your partner so that they know and they understand everything that's going on. It helps if your partner has an income that can provide for you in case things go bad as an entrepreneur. And also not throwing the whole baby out with the bathwater in the sense of trying to do everything at once. There's actually a different model. It's called uh, the MVP model. MVP is minimum viable product where you can uh, start small. And uh, remember for black folks, I believe that the entrepreneurial model is a little bit different for everybody else. I remember being in school and them saying that it takes a business three to five years to become profitable. Well, I didn't have three to five years. I had three to five months. So a smaller scale business with small specific objectives is probably the best way to get started. So my first goal as an entrepreneur was to say, okay, whatever amount I'm making right now is income. I want to try to make at least half of that from my business within the first three to five months. And also I will quit my job at the latest available moment or maybe downgrade my job, right? So if you have a full-time job that takes up all your time, maybe you get a different job that gives you free time, but maybe it's a lower rate of pay. Like I've seen people become Uber drivers so they can have that free time and still have that income coming in. So it's not an automatic on-off switch. I quit my job, then I started my business. For most people, it is, I started my business, I did it part-time until I got some momentum, and then I scaled down the job to focus more on the business and basically bought my own freedom and, and transitioned into something that was a little more stable. And I think that not only is that a good model for most people, that's really important for those who have other people that are dependent on you economically. The solution to that seems to be making sure it's planned out, it's calculated, and um, there's certain milestones. Yeah. And if you are a person who isn't yet you know, married and starting a family, if being an entrepreneur is something that you think you want to do at some point, then choose carefully. Uh, because if you have someone in your house that either A, can't provide some financial backup, then that becomes an additional problem you have to solve. And then B, if they also and or are not supportive, if they are just extremely risk averse, different people have different psychological perceptions of risk. Some people don't like risk at all, right? So if you are a risk taker and your partner is risk avoidant, then that's going to create some conflict in your household. So you guys find a way around that. So before we wrap this up, what are the main points you could leave him with as he's making a decision or anyone else is making a decision about starting a business or remaining in a job working for someone else? 
The key points I would lean on are one, you need the buy-in from your spouse with whatever resources you have. So if there's an understanding that you both have that starting a business is going to lead to some ups and downs, make sure you talk about that. Make sure you're communicating all through the process. It's almost like you're preparing to go to war together, but there's uh, sunshine on the other side of that thunderstorm. And hopefully it's something that you both want together. Also, remember that most of your wealth is not financial. So if you're lucky, you've got people in your family that can support you in various ways. Maybe as customers, help you connect with different networks, maybe help uh, give you some ideas on how to move forward without using up all your financial resources. The thing you do not want to do, in my view, is wipe out your savings and just quit your job and end up destitute. I think moderation is the key. And as long as you're moving forward, you don't have to do everything at once, but piece by piece, uh, because your number one goal, obviously, is to protect your family. And just like that, we're at the end of this episode of Building Black Dollars. This podcast is produced by Push Black, the nation's largest nonprofit black media company. Barriers like the racial wealth gap and banking discrimination are systemic issues that still plague our communities. But know that economic freedom is still within our reach, and it begins with you. Push Black exists because we saw we had to take this into our own hands. And you make Push Black happen with your contributions at buildingblackdollars.com. Most people do five or ten bucks a month, but really everything makes a difference. Thanks for supporting the work. Building Black Dollars production team includes Tarek Alani, Patrick Sanders, Brooke Brown. Producing the podcast, we have C. Smith and Ivana Tucker, who also edits the show. Building Black Dollars executive producer is Julian Walker. 